Welcome to True Paranormal, the podcast with your host, Leo Rizzuti. Each and every week we will explore different aspects of the paranormal, share listener stories, and have in-depth discussions with investigators and scholars who have devoted their lives to understanding the unknown. Topics will include ghosts, poltergeists, EVPs, shadow people, psychic encounters, urban legends, cryptozoology, time shifts, mystery spots, haunted history, demons, and anything else from the world of the weird and unexplained. So grab a cup of coffee, dim the lights, sit back, and prepare for a short journey into the world of the true paranormal. Hi guys, Leo Rizzuti here. Welcome to another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. It is Sunday, April 8th, or as we like to call it here in Ohio, January the 93rd, since we still have snow on the ground and snow falling every once in a while, which is absolutely ridiculous for a good old southern boy like me. But the good news is I have finished harvesting all of my sap from the maple trees and done most of my boiling down and uh, packing up of maple syrup. So I've got that behind me, which is wonderful, which means that I get to sleep in a little bit on Saturday mornings instead of staying up all night Friday and Saturday, standing over a gigantic cauldron of boiling maple sap. (laughs) I don't know if any of you guys out there have ever done that, but it is exciting to say the least. But the good news is that while I was out at the farm doing my maple syrup, I was able to do some investigating out there. The farm that my in-laws own is notoriously haunted, and I picked up some good evidence, which I'd like to share with you guys in a later episode, so you have that to look forward to. This week, we are going to be sharing listener stories once again, and you guys have sent us in a bunch of good ones, so why don't we just go ahead and jump right into that. Our first story this week was sent to us from Tyler, and he has titled it, The Green Ghost. Okay, Tyler, let's see what you have got for us. I was living with my best friend at the time, in an old house that his parents had completely renovated about two years previously. His mom had moved to California, and his dad took a contract job in Kuwait, so I moved in for ten months. I had noticed a few things in the first few weeks I was there, but I figured that they could have been reasonably explained. My friend's parents did not own a television, nor did we, being only 18 at the time. We hooked up an old computer monitor to a VCR that I brought from my parents' place, but the monitor was old and everything, unfortunately, displayed green. One night, I was at home by myself watching the TV when the lights went off in the living room, and an old cedar chair I owned creaked the way it does when someone sits in it. Completely surprised, I looked at the chair and saw the perfect silhouette in green of a person sitting in my chair. I jumped up and turned the lights on and I could no longer see this silhouette. Thinking my eyes had fooled me, I left the lights on and continued to watch TV. When about two minutes later, there was a sound like someone was getting out of the chair. Well, my heart started pounding. I turned off the lights, 
and there was no silhouette. Later, I asked my friend if he had ever had any odd experiences in the house. He refused to talk about it. It wasn't until about three years later when he moved out that he did start telling me about things. He told me about a time that when the renovations were still being done, that he was playing his drums in the unfinished part of the house and he heard footsteps, louder than his drums, coming up the stairs. He stopped playing and called out his dad and his sister's names, but there was nobody there, not even in the finished section of the house. He also told me about a time when he was by himself in the house and he took a shower. He said he shut the door because he always had the door shut, and when he got out the door was closed but not latched. He was not positive that he latched it, but it was when he was looking in the mirror and saw the door open behind him that he yelled out. There was nobody home, and he claims that there is no way the door would have opened like that. My friend's family no longer owns this house, but I would love to have the chance to live there again, now that I'm a little bit more brave and a lot more curious. Wow, Tyler, that is a really cool story. Thank you for sharing that with us. And outside of the haunting activity that you had, which was amazing, I think it's kind of neat that you were able to finagle a VCR up to an old school computer monitor and use that as a makeshift TV. Let me tell you, there's got to be nothing cooler than watching the sound of music through the Matrix. <laughs> a little bit of uh, homeschool entertainment there for you. But at any rate, uh, I think it's wild that you did see uh, kind of a ghost uh, apparition there in conjunction with hearing the ghost sit down in the chair and stand up from the chair. That kind of evidence does not pop up very often, and it's really, really amazing that you were able to have that experience. Thank you very much, Tyler, for sharing that with us. You are awesome. Our next story of the evening is titled A Haunted House, and it comes to us via a listener that goes by the moniker of Monkey. <laughs> okay, Monkey, let's see what you've got for us. About 10 years ago, my family moved into a new house. For the first few months, everything was fine while we painted and patched up the roof. But then, the strange occurrences started happening. The first strange occurrence happened while me and my dad were away. My mom was watching her movies and eating popcorn. Out of the corner of her eye, she thought she saw a shadow of a man. Mom looked into the hallway and there seemed to be a dark being walking into my bedroom. She walked to the kitchen thinking it was a burglar. She grabbed the phone and started to dial my dad's cell phone when she looked around the corner and it was gone. Another paranormal happening occurred a few weeks after the first. Our kitchen had a small door in the roof to the attic. We had just gotten a new cat. A few days after we introduced her, we noticed a strange behavior in her. The cat would sit directly under the door and hiss for hours on end. She would only leave to go to the bathroom and even then she was reluctant. My dad put plastic wrap over the door, thinking a draft must be bothering her. She immediately stopped the behavior. 
About two days afterwards, the plastic wrap came loose, and once again, the kitten assumed her position. The last occurrence happened right before we moved out. My dad had the day off, and I was helping him clean up the basement. Mom was at work making up her hours that she had missed, and about three o'clock we heard the front door slam and footsteps come across the living room into my bedroom. We thought it was a bit early for her to come home, but we headed upstairs to greet her anyway. We came to the living room, and the front door was wide open, and there was no one else in the house but my dad and me. We immediately moved out after that. It got a little too creepy on account of the other little occurrences that happened as well, and we've never been back since. Whoa, monkey. Uh, funny name, creepy story. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, it is fairly common knowledge in the world of paranormal investigators that animals, especially cats and dogs, can sense or experience things that we humans cannot. And not sure if that's because they can see in different light wavelengths than we can. We have, you know, our visible spectrum that we can see in and cats and dogs can generally see a little bit into the infrared and a little bit into the ultraviolet, which might account for some of the experiences that people have with their animals responding to things that they cannot see or it could just be simple animal instinct that they sense that something's not right there and they are not exactly happy with being in an environment where things aren't right but at any rate again it's pretty well known that if you see an animal respond to something where you don't see anything there and there's no natural explanation for it that might be an area that you want to investigate uh, so I don't really like take animals with me to investigate haunted locations, but if I am in an investigation and there are animals present, I definitely try to look for where they respond to. That'll generally tell me where the hot spots are. Footsteps, door slamming, things like that, that is very, very, very unnerving and I don't want to say common, but very typical haunting behavior and it's the kind of stuff that really keeps you on edge and makes it so, yeah, you want to move out of that house as quick as possible. Hope you guys are doing great now, though, and again, appreciate you sharing your story with us. That was great. Our next story of the evening comes to us from Melissa, and she has titled it, A Haunted Store. Okay, Melissa, let's take a look at what you sent to us. There is a store in the local mall that I have been told is haunted. I worked there for about a year, but nothing ever happened that I noticed. My friends, who also worked at this store, often tell me this is because I'm incredibly oblivious at the best of times, or that I would often write off things like objects being moved or missing to me having a terrible memory, which sadly I do. My friends often had dealings with this ghost often if no one else was present in the store. There would be merchandises that went missing and reappear in odd places, and books that would fall off the shelves while the aisles were empty. Normally, this wouldn't be odd, but the books that fell weren't in precarious positions. We would find books on the floor, put them back, walk away only to find the book on the floor again when we returned. 
my friends often got frustrated when they couldn't find the item that they were looking for and say, where is this damn book? Or some such comment. They would then turn around and find the exact book they were looking for half pulled out of the shelf. These occurrences were commonplace for most of us, although, again, I never noticed anything. Captain Oblivious, they call me. They even affectionately called the ghost Ted, or maybe Fred, and would often thank him if he were being particularly helpful, or maybe snap at him when he was being obnoxious. We were pretty comfortable with him there, and he never seemed to bother us, aside from the harmless pranks. I stopped working at the store when I moved away from school, and none of my friends work at the store anymore. But I sometimes wonder if he's still there. I've never had the nerve to ask the new people if they've noticed anything. Hey, Melissa, that's a very cool story. Thanks for sending that to us. And I don't think that I have ever heard of a location at a mall being haunted. I'm sure that it happens. I'm sure there are probably hundreds of people out there who have had ghostly or haunting experiences at places that they work at malls. It's just not the kind of thing that you think about as being haunted. But obviously, uh, where you didn't have the experiences your buddies did, there was certainly something very different going on there. And those kind of ghosts that you do see in workplace, a lot of times are kind of active in that manner where they can oscillate between being really helpful and really kind of jerks. I know a couple of people who have worked in movie theaters where they have had hauntings and people have had experiences with ghosts and they either are, yeah, they can be either really helpful. They can uh, locate things and bring you things that you're looking for, or they can be the exact opposite and they can hide exactly what you're looking for at the exact wrong moment. So Pretty neat stuff that you sent to us, and I really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Thanks a lot. Okay, our final story of the night comes to us from Angie, and she has given it the title, Mom Pays a Visit. Okay, Angie, let's see what you've got for us. This story I'm about to tell you made me a true believer in spirits. It was back in 1990. I was 19, and had just lost my mother earlier in the year due to cancer. I also became pregnant very near her death. I was not married to my boyfriend at the time, but I was living with him and his family for a little while during my pregnancy. Things were just not working out for us, so I decided to move back home. When it came close to the time for me to give birth, I decided to move back home with my brother as he was not handling my mother's death very well. I just needed to be at home to deal with my situation and be close to my family in their time of need, too. When I moved back home, I took over my mother's room as it was the biggest one in the apartment, and I thought that with the baby, all the room that I could get would be beneficial to me. I loved my mother a great deal, and when she passed away, I myself was having difficulties handling it, and then to find out I was pregnant was twice the shock to deal with. My family supported me a great deal and my brother was willing to help me raise my child as my boyfriend and his family were not so supportive about the situation. 
I came home after giving birth to my son, and for the first couple of weeks, it was very difficult to handle the change of routine and to deal with a crying baby 24-7 all alone. My brother helped me as much as he could, but I remember sitting in the room wishing for my mother to be there to help me. I truly needed her guidance and help with the baby. I did not have a clue about what to do or how to do things. I was still trying to figure out about life myself. Well, after one night of extreme difficulty with my son, I was exhausted and just wanted to sleep. My son was fast asleep and I was just about to lay down and fall asleep too. I had just turned out my bedroom lamp and laid down in the bed. Within a few minutes, I heard a bang against my closet doors. I thought it was my brother coming into the room and I sat up to give him hell and to tell him to get away from the baby and just let him sleep. Then I saw a figure in the dark leaning over the side of the crib and just looking at my son. The body shape and height was the same as my brother's so I was not frightened and just told him to get away from the crib and to go back to bed. Everything was fine. The figure moved and stood straight but did not turn around. Little alarms went off in my head and I became afraid. I thought that someone had broken into the apartment. I turned around just long enough to flip the light on and turn back to look towards the crib. As I was turning around to turn the light on, I heard the same bang as before, which woke me up. No one was there. Now I was mad and thought that my brother was playing a trick on me and I went storming into his room to read him the riot act. But he was sound asleep and even snoring like a freight train. Now I panicked and the fear about someone breaking into the apartment returned. I raced downstairs to check the door only to find the alarm chain still activated and everything locked up tight. Then I started to wonder if it had indeed been my mom coming to see her firstborn grandchild. I still had my doubts until I spoke to my godmother a few days later and I was telling her about my experience. She stopped me midway through my story and finished it for me in exact detail as to what happened that night. You see, she had a dream about my mother visiting with my family and how my mom just wanted to make sure all was well with us. To this day, I still remember about that night and still get the goosebumps. I love my mom a lot. I miss her greatly and even after passing, she showed me that she still loves and misses us a lot too. I feel comfort in knowing that she is with me and my family in spirit forever and always. Wow, Angie, that is an absolutely incredible story. And you talk about uh, getting goosebumps when you tell it to folks. I was getting goosebumps reading it. That was awesome. Uh, I have had some personal experience with family members visiting. That's uh, kind of a neat, surreal, uh, makes you feel good experience. My, uh, my father passed in 96, and my oldest kids would talk about the older guy who would come to visit them at night when they were toddlers, you know, three or four years old, stuff like that. Uh, and they said he looked like me, only a little bit bigger and darker, which pretty much describes my father. Uh, so we have that in common. Uh, it is a neat experience. Uh, and especially at a young age, that would be wild to 
have so much happen in that short of a span of time. And I'm sure that your mother was making sure that everything was all right with you. And like you said, with her first grandchild, it's a little scary, but also a lot comforting to think that our family members are still there and still looking out for our well-being even after passing. It gives you a little bit of hope in an afterlife and definitely gives you some comfort in knowing that there are still folks out there looking out for you. But at any rate, Angie, thank you very much for sharing that story. That was incredible. Well, guys, that is going to do it for this week's episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. I would like to thank uh, Angie and Tyler and Monkey and Melissa for sharing your stories with us. You guys are absolute rock stars. And as always, if you would like to be a rock star, have your story shared on one of our future broadcasts, just send it to us at trueparanormalpodcast at gmail.com or alternately, if you're on Facebook, go visit our Facebook page at trueparanormal-thepodcast and hit that like button and you'll see a message us button or an email us button. Hit either one of those and shoot us your story and we'd be glad to share it with the world on one of our future shows. Also, if you are listening to us on iTunes, be sure to give us a rating and a review and subscribe to us. That way we know that you guys are out there. I know that there are a lot of platforms you guys listen to and we track all of them and we're constantly trying to add new things. Just like the new music that we have on the show this week. Uh, We're going to try to mix it up with some different music because I don't know about you guys, but I get bored with the same music week after week after week after week. I've got a little bit of ADD going on there when it comes to that. So I like to have new and exciting stuff. If you guys have any suggestions for music, also hit us up on Facebook and shoot us a message or just shoot us a comment. Hey, I'd like you to try this song and we'll give it a listen. If it fits our format, great. We'll use it. We'll do anything. But at any rate, guys, this has been uh, Leo Rizzuti, and I'd like to thank you guys for listening to us this week and every week, and be sure to join us next week for another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. Mm -hmm.